He made us and He gave us everything we have. And then in the previous ayah, we saw all of the different blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on us, direct blessings and indirect blessings also. So then who is it that deserves that we worship Him, that we adore Him? It is only Allah. There's no one else but Allah. But there are some people who love others the way they should love Allah. Like for example, if they love a certain idol, and they say that that idol is their God. So they worship the God and they dedicate you know, their money and their life and their prayers, all of that to that idol. So it's not that they say that the idol made the earth and the sky. The idol is controlling the winds. No, they know that it's the Creator. The problem is that they love and adore that idol the way they should love and adore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now yes, there are many people who love idols the way they should love Allah. And we may not be loving idols made of gold and silver, but we may have made other idols who have distracted us from loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the thing is that everybody is not the same. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ the believers, those people who believe, they are ashad, they are more intense in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are ashad, they are very strong and intense and firm and committed in their love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The love for Allah is deeply embedded within their souls. They love Allah with all their heart. Ashaddu hubban lillah. This is how the believers are. Now what do we see here? There are two types of people. Some people love Allah. How? Ashaddu hubban. And then there are other people who love something else. Who love the creation. The way they should actually be loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, there are certain things that come in the way of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, in theory, we all know that we should love Allah. So we say things like, you know, I love you, and we even sing songs about it, that I love Allah, and etc. We've made so many different anashid about it. We say it, but we really need to think, do I really love Allah? Or are these empty words that I'm singing along? that don't even mean anything to me. What does it mean to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why are we supposed to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How are we supposed to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And what comes in the way of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So we'll discuss all of this, but first we will begin with the definition of love. What exactly is love? What is love? Hub. What comes to your mind when you think of hub? Devotion. Okay, good. Okay, love means sacrifice. That when you love something or someone, you sacrifice for them. What else? Okay, love means passion. That what you love, you want it. Okay, so when you love someone, you want to be with them. Right? When you love something, you want to have it. So in love, there is also... Desire or passion. You see the word hub 
is from the root letters Hababa. And it is said that the word Hibba, from the same root, Hibba. Haba, tamarbuta, with a kasra under the ha. Those of you who are interested in writing it in Arabic, Hibba, is used for seeds of desert plants. Okay, Seeds of desert plants that grow without being sown. You don't plant them. They just grow. Like for example, weeds. Do you plant the weeds? I want a dandelion here. Do you do that? Do you ever go buy weed seeds? No. So weeds, okay, weeds we're talking about. A'udhu billahi minash rajeem You don't plant them, right? You don't plant them. How do they grow? Wherever they fall. And how do they fall? They travel, right? Through air, through water, different ways. You don't plant them, they grow. It's a very natural process. That's exactly how love is. You don't tell yourself, oh, I'm going to love this person. I'm supposed to love this thing. Love doesn't happen like that. How does it happen? It's most of the time beyond your conscious control. I mean, yes, when you realize that something is important, you invest in it. And yes, gradually, you know, your feelings also come. You begin to enjoy it. You begin to like it. But most of the time, love is not something that's in your control. It is also said that habba, a habba means when a camel yields, it obeys. The obedience of a camel. So you tell a camel, sit down, it will sit down. So a habba al-ba'ira, meaning he made the camel yield. So it's submission. And that is what love makes you do. It makes you obedient and compliant to the one you love. Like for example, if there is a certain individual that you love, you will do what they want you to do. You will do what makes them happy. You don't care about your comfort anymore. You care about who? About the one that you love. Also, the word hab is from the same root. And hab is used for seeds. Not just of desert plants that grow on their own, but also seeds in general. Because a seed, what does it represent? What does it represent? You know that if there is a seed, what's going to come out of that seed? A plant. There is going to be growth. And that is how love is. Once the seed of love is put in the heart of a person, then that grows. It grows. It doesn't just stay inside. It comes out. It shows shows through the eyes, it shows through the expressions, it shows through the body language, it shows through the excitement, right? It shows. It cannot be hidden. Now the thing is that love is something that exists in the hearts of people. Think of your heart like a pot. Think of it as a container in which there is clay. Now, if you have a garden, if you have a piece of land. What's going to happen? Something or the other is going to grow on it. Isn't it? Even if you never step on it, you never go there, you never water it, what's going to happen? Something is going to grow on it. Right? So if you have that piece of land, you should use it for growing what will benefit you, not what will harm you. Have you ever come across backyards that are completely neglected so they become like a garden of 
plants that you don't want to see? It happens, right? And then what happens? If you are their neighbor, you may be sneezing all the time. And then some people even complain about them. So they get fined for not taking care of their property. So your heart is just like that. It has the potential to love. And you are going to love something or the other. Something or the other. Now the question is, what seed do you put in your heart? Who do you love? Because your heart is going to get attached to something or the other. Now, we are supposed to love who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Isn't it? وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Believing in Allah includes that we should also love Allah. Correct? But then what happens? What comes in the way? Why is it that we're not able to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why is it that we love other things or people more than we should love Allah? What happens? What comes along the way? What happens is that the apparent beauty of the creation impresses us. The apparent beauty of the creation impresses us. So we kind of get distracted by them. Like for instance, you are supposed to be working and you have your phone next to you. You're supposed to be doing your lesson, but your phone is next to you. So what will happen? The phone is more fun. It will distract you. Distract you from what? From your main purpose. And that is what happens with people in this world. They see an amazing person and they're like, wow, this is the best person. You know, they care about me, they treat me with respect, and they are so generous to me. I love them. Or, for example, a person finds a certain passion, like a work. For instance, art. They're like, you know what, whenever I make art, I just feel so good, I feel so calm, it satisfies me. Okay, good. But the thing is that the creation, no matter how much it impresses you and satisfies you, what is it at the end of the day? A creation. And so it is incomplete. What will happen with time is that it will no longer impress you. Does it happen that people fall in love, but then after two years you find out they hate each other? It happens, right? Does it happen that there was a time when you loved a certain chocolate bar, and then now you can't even stand it? Like for example, your mom tells you, when you were little, you loved avocado. Every day you ate avocados and bananas. And you're like, seriously? I can't even taste it now. You loved it as a baby, and now you won't even consider trying it. Why? Because that time, it tasted so good. Bananas tasted very nice, but then you tasted cookies, right? And then you had other foods, so now bananas are no good. So this is the thing with the creation. It impresses you today, but realize that it will not impress you forever. It brings you pleasure today. But realize it will not please you forever. No matter what or who that is. A person, an object, whatever it is that you love, there will come a time that it will disappoint you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how is He? 
He is Al-Qadir, Al-Hai, Al-Qayyum, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. This is why the believers love Allah the most. Because Allah does not cease to amaze them. Allah does not cease to be merciful and kind towards them. Has it ever happened that you wonder, you know, my mom is supposed to love me the most, but then why is she yelling at me? Have you ever felt like that? You know, like you hear things like, a mom loves her children the most, nobody loves you the way your parents do. And then you're like, then why are they so strict? And why are they hurting my feelings? And why don't they care about my wishes? Like, where's that love? Hmm? This is how people are. They love you, yet they yell at you. They love you, yet they insult you. They love you, yet they treat you as a punching bag. Seriously. They take out their anger and their frustration on you because they love you. Right? And they're like, who else do I share this with? Who else do I express my frustration to? And you're like, I'm not your punching bag. Don't take out your anger on me. You can use your words, but don't yell at me. And don't disrespect me just because you claim that you love me. This is how people are. They will hurt you. They will disappoint you. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. This is why, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Those who believe love Allah the most. This means two things. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ means two things. And make sure you write them down. Firstly, what this means is that they love Allah more than anyone and anything. They love Allah more than anyone and anything. A believer loves people, things, coffee, food, you know, different things. Because a believer is also a human being. Right? A believer is also a human being. So he loves different things. But you know, some things are such that you like them more, and other things, you like them less. So there's kind of like a hierarchy. So a believer loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most, more than the believer loves anything and anyone else. Even himself. He loves himself less than he loves Allah. You understand? He loves his parents, his family, his children, his job, his money, his belongings, whatever it is, less than he loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is at the top for him. Most important to him. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Think about this. Is our life really like that? Because this is how it's supposed to be. Secondly, what this means is that the believer loves Allah in every situation also. أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ Most intense in his love for Allah. So it doesn't matter whether things are easy or things are tough. A believer always loves Allah. Always. What happens is that generally we are very happy with people we love when they're treating us nicely. Like for example, if on our Eid they give us a gift, we're like, oh, I love this friend of mine. Right? She always remembers me. And if they forget you, it's as if they don't exist. Right? So generally, we like people who are good to us. And when those same people are not good to us, we don't like them at that time. A believer 
always loves Allah in difficulty and in ease. In good times and in difficult times. When things are working and also when things are not working out. When things are easy and when things are tough. When he understands something and also when he doesn't understand something. He always loves Allah. Why? Because he trusts Allah. And he knows Allah. He knows that Allah is Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ And this also means that believers love Allah more than other people love their undad. You understand? You see, when a human being loves something, what is it that he will do for his object of love? What will he do? Think of a person in love. What does he do? Does he talk about his love? Yeah? Does he dream about his love? Does he cry for his love? Yeah? Or her love? Huh? Do they spend their money on their love? Yes or no? Do they go somewhere to see their love? Yeah? What have you found out that somebody spent $20,000 just to go somewhere because the person they love wanted them to do that? What would you say? You're being used. What else would you say? They're crazy? Okay, what else would you say? There's something else here. This is not love. What would you say to a person who gets up in the middle of the night every single day, cuts their sleep short just because their love is calling them? What would you say? Get some sleep, yo. What else would you say? Get over it. Isn't it? You're like, okay, for the first week or two, I understand, but now, you know, go back to normal, please. Right? Take control over your life. Isn't it? And if they see you one day and they're talking about their love, and then as they're eating, they're talking about their love, and when they finish eating again, they're talking about their love, and then as they're going, you know, inside and outside and everywhere, they're talking about their love again and again, what would you say? There's something wrong with this dude. Do you generally see people going this crazy? I mean, people do get excessive in their love, but do they really reach this level? Not really. Why? Because there comes a point where even the craziest lover will say, you know what? I'm also important. I love you, but I need to sleep. I love you, but I need my money. I love you, but I also have a life. Isn't it? A believer, how is he in his relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When does he remember Allah? In the morning on waking up, Alhamdulillah illadhi ahyana. On getting up, Bismillah. On entering the bathroom, Bismillah. On coming out of the bathroom, Ghufranaka. On making wudu, Bismillah. On eating, Bismillah. After eating, Alhamdulillah. Going upstairs, Allahu Akbar. Going downstairs, Subhanallah. Going outside, sitting in the car, Subhanallah. Sakharalana. You see what's happening? Throughout the day, the believer remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No lover can remember their love as much as a believer remembers Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you know what? The $20,000 example, that also happens when people take their family for hajj, for instance. They spend all that money, why? To go to a place where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants them to go. They will spend their life savings. For who? For Allah. They will get up every single day 
for fajr cutting off their sleep no matter how tired they are why because they love allah is there any person who should be treated this way no it's only allah walladhina amanu ashaddu hubban lillah they are more intense in their love for allah more committed in their love for allah and you know what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worthy of this He is worthy of this love. And only He is. Because He alone has given everything to His servants. Now those people who love others besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they love them the way they should actually love Allah, then what happens to them? Their love becomes a source of pain for them. A source of torture for them. In this life and also in the next life. Like for example, if a person is addicted to some drug, they love it. They love it. They enjoy it like nothing else. And so they will steal for it. They will spend their money for it. We know about this, right? It happens. They will lie to their parents for it. They will commit different crimes for it. There comes a point where that enjoyment becomes a source of pain for them. Because it cuts them off from everything. They don't end up completing their school. They can't get a job. They have a bad record. They keep getting in trouble. Their parents don't trust them. At the beginning it feels cool. It feels great. But then over time what happens? This love brings you torture. It brings you immense grief. Now this is an extreme example. Even otherwise, in general, when you obsess over a person, even a human being, that you love a person because of the way they look, you think they're very hot, they're very cool, so you love them. You've never spoken to them, or you've spoken to them maybe once or twice, and based on that, you're just thinking about them all the time. Every song you know, that goes on, you're thinking of them, constantly thinking of them, And guess what? You find out they got engaged. Seriously. What happens? Isn't that sad? Like seriously? You spent so much of your life obsessing over this individual. Dreaming about them. Making your life plans and whatever with them. And now what happened? They didn't even notice that you existed. They didn't even consider you. Even people who do get together, what happens to them? For some time they're very good to each other, but then the real person comes out. And you hear all these stories where the boyfriend, you know, physically assaulted and battered his girlfriend and, you know, there was a court case and sometimes they even kill each other. Doesn't that happen? I mean, one person kills the other, of course. That happens, right? Because the thing is that when we hear these songs and when we hear these people, we begin to idealize their way of life. We begin to idealize their way of life. We're like, how lucky they are. They love somebody, they can be with them. And here I am a Muslim, I'm supposed to lower my gaze and I'm supposed to do this and that and I have so many restrictions on me. Why? Because no individual deserves that you go crazy for them. No individual deserves that you lose yourself for them. No human being deserves that you obsess over them. You can love people 
but within a certain limit. And once you cross that limit, realize that that love will cause you pain. It will cause you pain. Even in your normal relationships, like for example, of a mother and child. You know, sometimes some parents love their children so much, obsess over their children so much, that they cannot let go of them then. Even when that child is grown up and married off, they're heartbroken. Seriously. It happens with friends. It happens with husband and wife. And when is it that love goes wrong between people? When that love becomes a barrier between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When that love becomes the purpose of your life. When that love becomes your greatest goal and your greatest obsession in life. You think about the person you love or the work you love. You're constantly striving towards it. You're obsessing over it. You're talking about it. You're doing its dhikr day and night. You're doing its dhikr at the table. You're doing its dhikr in bed. Who is it that you should really be doing dhikr of all the time? Who? Is it a person? No. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So never think that this discussion is irrelevant. It's very relevant to us because this is how shaitan traps us. We were created to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And part of worship is to love Allah. Love Him like nobody else. Love Him like nothing else. But the thing is that so many people, so many things come towards us. We get impressed by them. We get some satisfaction from them. And we start living for them. And then they become a source of pain for us. Have you ever seen people fighting? Crying? Why? Why is it that we fight and cry and become abusive? Why? Sometimes it's this wrong type of love. That's the reason. So those people who love others besides Allah, the way they should actually love Allah, what happens to them in this life? They are in pain, in misery. And what will happen to them on the day of judgment? وَلَوْ يَرَى الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا And if only those who did zulm could see. What's the zulm? What's the wrong over here? Loving someone the way we should love Allah. This is zulm. Write this down. Loving someone the way we should love Allah is actually zulm. How is it zulm? How is it oppression? Tell me. How is it injustice? Loving someone else the way we should love Allah is injustice. How? Okay. Because only Allah has that right. And when you give that right to someone else, this is injustice. How else is it injustice? Exactly. It's injustice upon yourself. You're not benefiting yourself by going crazy about another individual, about a human being, about a creation. It might look very cool, and your friends may be amazed, but you're not doing yourself a favor by this kind of love. You're actually harming yourself. How? Because if it's the wrong type of love, it's actually going to lead you in the wrong direction. It's going to make you do wrong things. Do we hear about people making very poor choices because they're in love? What happens? They're supposed to be at school, but they're not at school. They're supposed to be using their money to pay for a book, but that book never came. Something else came. They were supposed to use that bus ticket to go somewhere else, but instead of going to the library, they went 
to the place that they love. So what happened? There is lies. You know, it's so horrible when I see young people lying so easily. So easily. They're supposed to be at school. Their mom calls. They're like, yeah, yeah, I'm at school. They're not actually at school. They're standing in the middle of the mall. They're supposed to be doing their work. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing my work. And they're not actually doing their work. They're doing something else. So easily we lie. Because we have to cover up the wrong that we're doing. What is that wrong? It's something that we love. So that love is making us do so many wrong things. You see what's happening? And what did we learn right at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah? Who lies? The hypocrites. And what will they have in the hereafter for their lies? عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ Painful. Painful punishment. Because they used to lie. So sometimes this kind of love, wrong type of love, makes you lie also. So it puts you in misery in this life and in the next life. This is why it's an injustice. It's not cool. No matter how much people are impressed by it, it's not cool. So those who do zulm, if only they could see, when they will see the punishment in the hereafter. Punishment for what? For having forgotten Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and obsessing over the creation. Loving the creation the way they should have loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They will see the punishment for it in the hereafter. And they will see, they will realize that أَنَّ الْقُوَّةَ لِلَّهِ That all power belongs to Allah alone. All power is for Allah only. Because on the Day of Judgment, no one is going to have power except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now primarily, this verse is talking about false gods that are worshipped. Like for example, idols that people make, they love them, they adore them, they serve them, they sacrifice for them, they spend on them, etc. They live for them, they defend them, right? It's the idols. So on the Day of Judgment, idol worshippers will see that their idols have no power. Real power, all power is with who? Allah alone. Al-Wahid al-Qahar. Now yes, there are people who worship idols. But it's not just idols that are worshipped and adored. It's many things. People of the past may have been directed towards idols by shaitan. But shaitan is very smart. You know, he keeps up to date with the times. So now, it's not idol worship. But it's something or the other. A human being, a career, a lifestyle that has become an idol of people. So even though they don't believe in the existence of God, they are still passionate about certain things. They love certain things. They die for them, live for them. So they will realize on the Day of Judgment that all power is for who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. The person they loved, what power does he have on the Day of Judgment? Nothing. The career they loved, what is its state on the Day of Judgment? doesn't even exist. The place they loved, what is it now? Nothing. You know, somebody was telling me about this certain bridge that was made in New York over a hundred years ago. And a man started building it, and he died while building it. He couldn't complete the project. His son took over. And then his son, he continued with the construction of the bridge. And even he realized that he was not going to make it because he fell very ill because of spending so much time underwater. And so what happened, he realized he was not going to survive, so he taught his wife 
as to how to make sure that the bridge is completed. And then his wife completed it because he also died. She took over the project. And many people died in the construction of that bridge. I mean, this is something that's expected. You know, construction, you have accidents, people die. But I felt so sad. I was like, this guy or these people were living for a bridge. Their entire focus was to complete that bridge. And yes, so many people use it. So, so many people benefit from it. This was a huge sacrifice on their part. But I'm like, you know, sooner or later, this bridge is going to be replaced. Isn't it? It's going to be replaced. Something better is going to be made. So who deserves that I live for him? I strive for him. I do my best for him. A bridge? No. Who is it? Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one but Allah. And on the day of judgment, people who doubt the status, the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will realize that أَنَّ الْقُوَّةَ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا Where did their bridges and their projects and their countries and their whatever it is that they loved, where did it go? It's going to finish. All power is only going to be for Allah. وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعَذَابِ And that indeed Allah is ever severe in giving punishment. If only they could realize this today. Tomorrow they will see this. But if only they could realize this today. So anytime you feel that you're falling in the wrong type of love, that it's distracting you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That for example, you know, I saw a picture of a hand with a box of cigarettes, another hand with a bottle of alcohol, and another hand with a phone. And it said, everybody is addicted to something. It just felt so sad. But really, we are guilty of this. We are in love with our phones. You don't have a phone. But see how sad you are? You're pouting because you don't have a phone. And everybody's like, oh, you don't have a phone? Poor you. Like, so what? We make such a big deal out of it. And if we have it, it's as if we're the coolest person on the planet. So whenever you feel that something is distracting you from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, It's not letting you worship Allah. It's not letting you remember Allah. What should you do at that time? What do we learn from this ayah? First of all, remind yourself that all quwah is whose? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is more impressive. Allah is more capable. Allah is more impressive. He's more capable. And then secondly, Remember that Allah shadidul adab. If I turn away from Allah, if I ignore Allah, and if I live my life as if Allah does not exist, then I'm putting myself in danger. Because I have to die one day, and I have to go back to my Lord one day. And He has reward, and He has also prepared punishment. That reward is the best reward, and that punishment is the worst punishment. And I don't want that. So remember that punishment. You know when you're tempted to lie, when you're tempted to do something wrong because of some false love, remember the punishment of Allah. 